Welcome to Ball Court, world of basketball. I am Coach Drew, and what a world has been this week. It has been absolutely on fire. And guess what's right around the corner? The NBA season. Yes, stick with me right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. My name is Coach Drew, as you know, and this is the world of basketball. It has been absolutely crazy so far this week. Yes, let me first start off by saying Kyrie Irving has debuted as a net. We finally see him in his Nets uniform on the court doing his thing. I know it's only the preseason, and it was against Toronto in a loss. I think they went down 123 to 107. Yes, but he looked very shifty. I liked what I saw out there. He was crossing. He was moving. It's something that made me see a pleasant future for the Nets. And I'm liking that the Barkley Center is going to be rocking this year. They're going to have, you know, Kyrie there. But there's going to be a hole missing at the four spot. As we know that Kevin Durant right now is sitting out. The Durantula will not be stinging anyone this season. They're not going to rush him. Kyrie said that he's going to take it upon himself to make sure that they don't rush him. Remember that during media day. So it leads us to think, which Kyrie are we going to get? Are we going to get the Kyrie that's going to be open and friendly that you hear about a lot of times that you heard about in Boston that knew everybody's name and in uh, Cleveland that said hi to everyone? Or are we going to get the other Kyrie that we heard about in Boston? The person that locks off to everybody, shuts down from everybody, media, teammates, on the floor, off the floor. It's something that's up in the air. So with the pressures of Kevin Durant not being there, let's hope that this beautiful Kyrie that we saw that was very reflective after he played that game in the preseason, might I add, you know, is going to be the same Kyrie that we see in the midseason. Will that Kyrie still be around in April? We'll find out. Stay tuned to Ball Court to find out. You know I'll spill that to you. Anyway, so the next thing that we're going to go on to that we want to talk about this on everybody's mind. I know everybody's in up in arms about it. I've seen on Twitter people, uh, it was trending. Uh, Greg Oden was trending on Twitter. Think about this. Now, hear how disrespectful that is? Knowing that the next person that I'm about to talk about is Zion Williamson. Why was Greg Oden trending on Twitter has to do with Zion Williamson? Let me go ahead and explain. Zion, on the 18th, he actually injured his knee once again. Yes, his right knee was injured. He's going to be out. He's going to miss the beginning of the you know first couple games of the season. Now... To be honest, you couldn't tell exactly when the knee was injured. Uh, even Alvin Gentry was a little bit, you know, ambiguous about it. And when it was injured or how it was injured. So it's not a big injury. He's not going to die. He's, he's not going to be out for the season. But at the same point in time, it does pique a little bit of interest. Being for the fact that Zion Williamson is a pretty big guy. He's a very solid guy. You know? Those knees do take a quite of a pounding. And if we look over for the just over the last six months alone, 
uh, not six months, let's, let's take a look a little bit further back than that, about eight months or so. We have in July, he's left knee, he injured his left knee in the summer league. He, has, he ended up missing five games because of that. And then way back in February when he was still with Duke, when he was playing against UNC, remember, he injured his, uh, his right knee then and missed six games because of that. Maybe his size is causing him to be a little bit injury prone. Now, if I was the Pelicans, I would go ahead and just take a look into this. We do want him to remain that same strength, but you may want to cut some of that, tone it up a little bit. See if we can get that kind of strength in a little bit smaller of a frame. Drop about 10 pounds, you might be able to save his career and avoid a little further knee injury. And especially having Zoe with him, you know Zoe's going to try to throw all the oop every chance he gets, knee injury or not. He's going to throw it to us. And Zion's going to go get it. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Moving on to the next thing, because I definitely want to go ahead and talk about, yes, waiters will not be in the season opener. It's going to be just Hero. It's going to be Jimmy Buckets. But Dion Waiters will not be in the season opener. As you can probably, as you probably know, you've probably heard about it already. Any Heat fans out there, all five of you that are left after LeBron left and D-Wade uh, retired, all five of y'all. Shout out to y'all. I'm just playing. <laughs> but now with Nero there, I mean with Hero there, he's going to be bringing people back. I call him Nero because he's kind of like a god of basketball. He came out. He does so many great things right now and doing so many awesome things with Jimmy Buckets. It's going to be unbelievable. The only thing that could have added a little bit more flavor to that spice that the Heat has going down in Miami would have been... Dion Waiters, but he will not be there in the opening game due to the fact of conduct detrimental to the team. Yes, Pat Riley, we all know how Pat Riley is. He's a very authoritative figure. He felt that um, the stuff that he did over the week, you know, he there was a number of different incidents that he had that were, you know, very unprofessional. And not to mention the way he was behaving on the bench in the last game. They said as a consequence of that, they're going to have to sit him out. It hurts a lot of the fans, but hopefully it could save Deion Waiters from going down a direction that he doesn't want to go down. Especially with Pat Riley. Pat Riley, if he considers you a lifer, you're a lifer. He's going to take care of you. But if he considers you a hindrance to the team, you will be shipped out so fast. Trust me. I'm not saying that's what happened with LeBron because, you know, they wouldn't have gotten rid of LeBron. He left on his own. Just catching up for y'all people. Okay. So, I want to move on to the next thing. Yes, Toronto has big money to spend since Kawhi's in L.A. with the Clippers. They got money now. So, guess who they're going to spend it on? Yes, number 43 himself, Siakam. Yes, I love him. He, he is one of the most improved players. As a matter of fact, I believe he got the, he got the award for most improved player this year. And Siakam is going to be getting the max $130 million extension. He's going to be extended out to the 2023-24 season. That means that's going to be making him the new face of Toronto. Will he bring a championship to them like the old face of Toronto? Or he really doesn't have to because he already has a championship ring with Toronto. See? See how that worked? 130 mil? And you already did the work. It's not like 
we had to try and bribe him to stay. Maybe it works out. Hopefully he doesn't request a trade later on. You know, it's the new NBA, though. All right, Jamal Crawford is not with a team. This hurts me. I'm in tears. I'm, no, I'm in genuine tears because of this. If you've anybody been watching the internet this week and see the stuff that Jamal Crawford does on a regular basis, and yes, that game in China was absolutely insane. He got on the court, started crossing over backwards. Let's go to the videotape. You see, inbounds the ball, he's talking to his coach, walking backwards, and then he turns around. The defender is just as smart as I was. I was not gonna go up and reach on somebody crossing over backwards back into me. That's like that's like walking up to the guy wielding the chainsaw with the axe in his pocket and the gun on his hip, saying, you know what, buddy? You ain't that tough. He's that tough. Trust me, he did the right move. But Jamal Crawford, He's actually 38 years old. He's a grown man now. And in his 18 years of being in the league, this is his first training camp that he is not in right now. So I know what you're sitting here thinking. Oh, he's done. He's accepted it. Actually, not quite. Uh, Jamal Crawford, he is. He's staying in shape. He's out there in Seattle at home with family. He's enjoying this time because he says that it's getting him more time to spend with his family. So, and, and at the age of 38, you're a little bit more reflective. How many training camps do you need? You've done this 18 times, you know? So I definitely believe he's going to fall with the right team at the right time. And they also feel, as Jamal Crawford also feels the same way. He feels he's going to fall with the right team at the right time. His agent feels that way. We all feel that way. And averaging 15 points over your career per game with multiple different teams and being a beast on every single team that you played on, how could you not need a Jamal Crawford? And if I was him, I would sit back and wait to see who's a contender. Don't just come, don't sign to anybody who knock at your door. You wait, you find yourself a contender, make sure it's the right fit for you, go get yourself a ring. Hey, you deserve it. I salute you. Now, on that note, my producer, when we was uh, doing our production meeting, brought up the question, Swaggy P's not signed either. And I said, so? <laughs> and I, on that note, speaking of Swaggy P, D'Angelo Russell, as well as, um, <laughs> as well as Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns had a photo shoot with Nike earlier this week. Now, during that photo shoot, there was talks going on that they really enjoyed the time that they were spending together and they would love to have the opportunity to play together. Now, based off of the three people that I mentioned, guess who was the one who said it out loud? Yes, D'Angelo Russell. Apparently, he cannot keep a secret. See, that's a Swaggy P reference. Stay up. Keep up with me. Anyway. <laughs> I want to, I want everybody that that's just absolutely crazy that uh you know they want to play together. I could actually see all three of them playing together. There will be no defense being played and that is a 38 win team if you ever seen it. Oh my gosh. They will at least win 38 games. 39. D'Angelo can shoot. But none of them can play defense. Speaking of defense, I was sitting around the other day watching preseason basketball, and I was watching the Golden State Warriors play the Lakers once again. 
And funny enough, while I'm sitting there watching it, I'm talking and I'm saying, man, I hate watching two teams play again because like the same thing happened over and over. And I was like, do you know what I mean? He said, no, nah, not really. I was like, man, I wish I knew somebody who could understand exactly how I felt. And then Jordan Poole provided that for me. Twice this week, Jordan Poole has got fully crossed by Zach Norville Jr. And I'm talking fully crossed. I laid out on the floor. Pack your career. You might get waved. Crossed. It was ugly. They came out on the floor. Matter of fact, the second time it happened, LeBron came out, walked out onto the floor. They made fun of it, said he's too small, and then LeBron pretended that he fell onto the floor. They made fun of you as if it was a high school game or a middle school game at the time because, you know, we heard about what happened with LeBron in the middle school game. See, that's why I got to watch every single show. Tune into every single show. These jokes work together, y'all. Anyway, LeBron laughed. The place laughed, and it was absolutely amazing. This rookie, Zach Norville, is something to definitely watch. I'm telling you, right now, he's at the top of his game. He's been playing... The way he's been playing throughout the preseason, I could definitely think that he's going to be something that's going to affect them later on in the season. And that's going to be something that they're going to be able to reach deep back for. Think about it like this. You right now have Rajon Rondo, your point guard. But also you have LeBron James, who's going to be the pseudo point guard at times as well, bringing the ball up. You know, your point forward that does that kind of work. In case of injury to either one, the aging Rondo or... And hear me out, Lakers fans. I'm not wishing nothing. But if something may happen to LeBron and he's unable to bring up the ball, knowing that you have a Zach Norville sitting in the back, sitting in your backcourt, ready to cross people up, is something that is powerful. That is something that definitely is going to work in your favor and actually build to a great thing. So he is definitely going to be my rookie watch this year. I will have him on my rookie boards because I cannot say, Zion, it is guaranteed for you. It is not guaranteed that you're going to win rookie of the year, especially if you are injury prone. Ask your teammate Lonzo about that. All right. I want to go ahead and take a break because right now I'm more than positive. Jordan Poole, D'Angelo Russell, and Squaggy P has at me on my on my Twitter account, and I'm gonna have to go ahead and cut off my mentions. So I wanna I want y'all to sit there, relax for a few. I'm gonna grab some water, turn off my mentions, and I'll be right here, right back with more ball court, world of basketball. I am Coach Drew, and this is World of Basketball. Yes, my dad predicted it. He was absolutely correct. I know it's been a week now. Everybody has soaked it in. The champagne is still smelling in the locker room. The goggles are still cloudy from the champagne. Elena Deladon has probably... No, she probably hasn't. She's probably still sleeping with the trophy. But... 
that Mystic has won the WNBA championship. As predicted, he said it would take place, and it did. He said they would do it. I knew it would have been a great story to hear the Connecticut Suns win, but they pulled it out, and they pulled it out as a team. A lot of people was resting saying that if Elena Deladon does this or if Elena Deladon does that, that would be the only way they can win. If Chrissy Tolliver comes back and she does this, and but it was a great team effort. As a, as a matter of fact, the MVP was Emma Wasserman. Things, everybody's kicked in. Everybody chipped in. They decided that we're going to win this game. I tell you, when Tasha Cloud made that statement, and I reported on this show last time, she said, we are going to win. I guarantee we will win on our floor. She held true to that statement. The determination and the vigor of that child and everybody else in that team was absolutely amazing. I tell you, I credit them. All of this, all the fame that you're getting from this, going to the Nationals, uh, Nationals game, dropping the punk, you know, going out... All of these things that's happening, dropping a puck at a Capitals game, or, you know, all of these things right now, you earned it. Elena Deladon, you went through, it was three, three herniated discs in your back, and you still went out there and fought. You still went out there and played. Injury after injury, all the criticism that you got from leaving Chicago to come back to Washington just to be near your family, it was all worth it. Because in the end, you were a champion. And great job. Congratulations. Washington Mystics, we salute you and many more to come. Just for the people who are wondering, did I cry when it was 87-78 and didn't go into quadruple overtime? A little bit. But it was tears of joy because I was actually happy for Elena Deladon. I was actually happy for the Washington Mystics. Most of all, what I was really happy for that I really saw was the camaraderie of the D.C. area. And that made me go crazy. I saw John Wall cheering. I saw Bradley Beal going crazy on the sideline like a fan does for them. And that in itself, that really touched me. That's what sports is about. It's not about who's playing. It's not about if it's a man or a woman. It's about our team. We celebrate our team. The D.C. area, they did the great thing and they celebrated their team. We salute you, women. You are the champs in D.C. right now. Probably for a long time. But right now, you are the champs in D.C. Congratulations once again. All right. Now, a lot of people said that that championship run could have been tainted or been a little bit harder if Skylar Diggins was playing yeah, Skylar Dickens had actually sat out the 2019 season for the Dallas Wings. She didn't play. Under a lot of criticism, why she didn't play. So she took to Twitter to go ahead and respond to that criticism. Much to um, our, we weren't aware of this, but 2018 season, Skylar Dickens Smith actually played the entire season pregnant. She was number three in minutes per game during that, during that season pregnant and decided at the 2019 season that she will sit out to go ahead and have her child safely and as a mother take care of her child at least for the first year. There was a lot of backlash that she received and not from the fans because I definitely know that the fans would understand. I have a lot of friends and family in Dallas area and a lot of them are working mothers. 
and they understand the importance and the value of being able to go home to your child, take care of the child, or even take time off from work to be there for your child. And that is something that is very powerful. That is something that is very endearing to the women of the Dallas community. So the the shameful part about it for her was that backlash that was coming was from inside the organization. She took to Twitter to go ahead and mention about it, stating that it's unfortunate when you're getting no backing from your team. So in another Twitter post, she further explained what was going on to how she did play that whole entire season pregnant and still receive backlash. Here's my thought process on it. What else does she need to do to prove her loyalty to the team? Now, Liz Cambage, she actually left the Dallas Wings because she didn't want to play for them anymore in that organization. She spoke critically of that organization. Now, their chance to put their organization back on the front page of the WNBA is Skylar Diggins, a face of the WNBA. And to give her backlash, every other star that's either have a possibility of being signed with the Wings or getting traded to the Wings, don't you think they're going to remember this? Two of your biggest stars for the Dallas Wings in your history has now spoken out against you. This is not something that we need to we need to fix just in Dallas. Obviously, it's something that we're going to have to fix in the WNBA because a structure such as that should not be taking place. You should not be in a position where you have to make a decision of being a basketball player or a mother because I'm more than positive Steph Curry never had to make that decision. It wasn't either be with Riley or to play basketball. In the NBA, they're afforded the opportunity to do both. And I feel like the WNBA should be able to afford them the same opportunity. So if the WNBA is not going to step up and go against Dallas, who is? So, ball court and myself, personally, Coach Drew, we stand behind Skylar Diggins on this one. This needs to be said. These things need to be changed. We have to make it where women feel that they're going to be able to succeed in the workplace just as us men. Because if we don't, what are we telling our daughters? What are we telling our wives? What are we telling our sisters? What are we telling ourselves? That's just something to think about, you know? And I'm going to go ahead and switch topic to a little something a little bit lighter. Because I know the mood is right for that. Guess what? I got great news. They thought I, they could not bring more excitement to the Barclays Center than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I sat down and said, there's no way. The Barclays Center will not have any more excitement than that. What are you going to do? What could you do? So they went to Westchester and they bought the Liberty to the Barclays Center. Yes. The Liberty will be played in Brooklyn. Brooklyn now has two teams. Do you hear me count them? Two teams. Think about this. Why this is so important to me. I grew up in Queens. I grew up back in the 90s where I used to hear the elders on the block talk about back in the days when they were young, Brooklyn had a baseball team and Brooklyn did this. I'm like, yeah, but Queens, we already got a team. We're good. But they used to talk about how great Brooklyn was because Brooklyn had this, Brooklyn had this. And then it all went away. 
it was all uptown. My, we're going out to Manhattan, we're going to the MSG, we're going to the Garden for everything. Then, the Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn and you were happy. Brooklyn had a team again, but that wasn't enough. You needed more. You needed more excitement. Why not have basketball in the summer, all summer long? Why should they always just come out to Vegas? Not saying you shouldn't. I don't mind you being here, but please, sit off for the rose late at night. I'm trying to get home. Y'all out there taking pictures. <laughs> Nonetheless, what I'm saying is, you get there and you did some big things. Yes, the Liberty is going to be in Brooklyn. It will be basketball all year round in the Mecca of basketball. This is going to be exciting. This, if I, and I'm asking all Brooklyn fans, I'm asking all people from Queens, take the train, go out there, check them out. As a matter of fact, all of New York, go out there and support the Liberty. Make sure they get that same love. Because right now, I'm letting you know, they're in the draft pool right now. So, you may want to go get some of that love right now. There's some great girls coming out of college. There's some great girls coming out of college. Jump on it now. You can have a Patrick Hewen type experience. When Spike Lee bought the tickets, you know, after, right after they drafted, you know, Patrick Hewen, he bought the tickets. He stayed there courtside for that whole time. Do your research. You're going to learn more about basketball. That's what we do here on Ball Court. We bring the past to the future. We intertwine it. That's why we call it Ball Court. All right. But, yes, it's going to be that kind of feel. So go out there. Get your tickets. Support the Liberty. Watch them girls play. They're going to be balling. These women are the best players in the world. They are now playing in WNBA. Take advantage of seeing them up close and stop just watching them on YouTube and Instagram and your Facebook and all the other things that you little kids are doing. Get off my lawn. <laughs> anyway, that's that my old man's moment, you know. So, I also, in another telling thing, right now, this is the last thing that I want to go ahead and bring about the WNBA. I like the way they handled a certain situation with Odyssey Sims. Odyssey Sims, I, if everybody remembered, I did report on her earlier in the summer that she was receiving some um, legal issues that were taking place, that there was a possibility that she may not be able to play, that she may get suspended. Well, she appealed it, and actually they did an investigation, and they completed the investigation. By the completion of the investigation, she still would be suspended for the two games starting of the 2020 season. But here's what I like about how the WNBA handled it. They waited until they finished their investigation, until they handled, handed out their ruling. This is something that I feel could take place in the NBA or the NFL, for that matter. Wait, find out what's going on, and then make a ruling. Kind of funny thing to do, but I guess they did it. So, Odyssey Sims will not be playing for the first two games with the Lynx starting the 2020 season, but they took their time and made sure. There's no reason to appeal again. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And I want to come right back with more Ball Court. And this is the world of basketball. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And this is a brand new segment that we have on here. Yes, we call it Goat Moves. 
Let me tell you why we call it Goat Moves. This is a segment that we have dedicated to the greatest of all time, doing some of the greatest things of all time. And it's not just about athletic feats that they're going to be doing. It's about things to change the community and change the world that we live in. Goat Moves. There you go. So, my three today for the Goat Moves that wins the Goat Moves for this month is, first of all, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, I want to go ahead and give you a special shout out. He will be paying all of the funeral costs for um, Atiana Jefferson. She had lost her life due to the fact of a uh, um, cop shooting into her window, unprovoked, killing her while she was playing video games with her nephew. This actually hurt a lot of us across the nation. And so we all salute you, Harrison Barnes, and making sure that that funeral course will not be a burden on her family. Thank you. And next, I want to go ahead and give out the next GOAT Move Award to, yes, the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan. Yes, seven. he actually is opening up a $7 million healthcare facility in the um in a low income area in North Carolina. So this is actually something that is really big. He's giving back to the community and yes, this is something that we all need. Healthcare is a big thing and I feel that especially in our low income areas, we have to make sure that we're getting our health screened, get it checked. If you get an older gentleman, please go out there, go ahead and do that. Your family needs you. But we got the next GOAT. Yes, he's a rather big GOAT, but he's a GOAT nonetheless. Shaq Diesel. Yes, Shaquille O'Neal, he's actually going to be, he donated a home to a boy who was paralyzed, a 12-year-old boy who was paralyzed, donated a home to their family. He had paralyzed due to a gunshot in Atlanta. This is, uh, this actually recently took place. These are the things that actually make some of our greatest of all time the true greats. Uh, I know that in the past there was a lot of pushback with uh, Michael Jordan, but obviously he's showing that he is a GOAT off the court as well. Shaq has always been the person to give back to the community, and he continues those GOAT moves. And Harrison Barnes, trust me, he's done the same things that many of us felt to do at this point in time. I am glad you three gentlemen have stepped up. That's the reason you are the GOAT, and that's the reason you will get the GOAT Moves Award of the Month, and the inaugural one at that. Very good, gentlemen. All right. So now, since it's the world of basketball, we've got to talk about basketball from around the world. Can't just be NBA, yo, or WNBA. There's other basketball. There's more basketball. And as a matter of fact, we have the NBL, which has been on fire with basketball. If anybody caught that game earlier today against the uh, Perth Wildcats and the Melbourne United, it was an actual barn burner. 93-93, coming down with the final seconds left in the game. And then Bryce Cotton pulls up with the dagger at 95-95. <sighs> yes, don't get me wrong, United did come back since there was only four seconds left. He did come back and try to attempt a shot, a beautiful three-point shot, but it rimmed out, and Bryce Cotton gave him the Dame Dollar. Wave goodbye. Wave goodbye. Yes, that was an exciting game in itself. The Sydney Kings, 
Of course, Sydney Kings and the Breakers, they always have a great game going back and forth. But this was more of a defensive game. It was 76-66. This was a fight. This was an actual struggle. And guess who? This is going to be a name that you Golden State Warrior fans are going to just... You're going to feel that little shiver in your spine when you hear it. Guess who dropped the double-double? Andrew Bogan. Yes. 13.16 rebounds. Two, uh, two assists, and doing the Andrew Bogan type thing, catching the alley-oop in the game from Bogey. Yes, he is still balling, just to let you know, Golden State fans, he is still down there balling in the NBL. He's actually trying to recruit NBA players to come down and ball with him, but he's putting up numbers, getting them buckets. Not to mention, over in Southeast Melbourne, we have, Do- we have the Phoenix going against the Illawarra Hawks. Now, the Phoenix is a new, very new team. As a matter of fact, they're an expansion team. They're the only expansion team ever in the NBL to go 3-0. and They didn't blow out the Hawks. Don't get me wrong, everybody played. The ball played his, his game. Everybody played their game. Brooks came out there. He showed out. But it was a close game, and which a lot of these games were in the NBL this week. This was 106 to 102. The thing that I like about the NBL and what I'm looking forward to in the new NBA is parity. There's a lot of good teams, a lot of great teams, and a lot of teams that mirror each other. And this is something that I am fascinated by with the NBL. And something that I am almost, I'm salivating for with the NBA. So, I like what I'm saying here. That means it's a good world of basketball. But, before I let you go, 36s, bullets. You want to know how that worked out? That was also a close game. 104 to 98. This is what I'm talking about. The parity in the league is now making it where every game all over the world is being played at the best of your ability and blowouts are falling to the wayside. With that said, will there ever be another Golden State Warriors? Will there be a team like that in the NBL someday? We don't know. But one thing I do know right now is that the world of basketball is on fire, and it will be right back. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And actually, this is another segment that I find dear to my heart. I call it Shady or Genius. Recently, over the last week, I seem to be hitting on the shady side. But we've been reporting on the Triple B uh, saga and how it is unfolding. And so, Shady does not begin to describe what's going on. So, in continuing with the Triple B saga, we got more from LeVar. Now, of course, everybody's hearing and how great LaMelo is doing over down, down under. In the NBL, we hear about what's going on with Alonzo. Uh, looking fabulous, by the way. And... Side note, I'm loving the new jump shot for him. It looks so efficient. It's so clean. It's crisp. Something somebody should have taught you when you were younger. No disrespect, Lamar. Anyway, so like I'm saying now, everybody's playing at the top of their game. And, of course, you know the sneaker companies, like we reported last week, they're watering at the mouth. They want to they talk to Melo. Melo is kind of waiting to see his options, like we reported. Now, 
here's how it's going to get a little more complicated. Here goes a new introduction to the saga. Lonzo is now courting Melo to actually tell him, hey, go for Nike. Go for these other brands. Check them out. See how they feel to you. See how they play with you. As a matter of fact, you have Nike athletes publicly saying on social media that the shoes that Melo is wearing is now considered a Melo's. That was a KD. He had on the KD 11s. It was absolutely fire. He dunked on this dude while wearing the KD 11s. And then Kevin Durant said, man, now those are being considered the Melo's. So we have LeBron James reaching out, buddy-buddying with Lonzo. We have KD sending out friend requests, more or less, to Melo. Because if, if he said that about any shoes that I wore of his, yeah, automatically, I'm like, yeah, now we friends. We, we, we friend friend. We super cool now. You know, I'm inviting you to the barbecue and everything. So that's what's going on over there. Now, here it is. LeVar does not want this. He's saying they're going to stay with the family brand. I told you the brand for the family. So he's making it seem as if he has the main control over it. Both um, LaMelo and Lonzo are over 18, so legally they have control over their business and their finances. But LaVar is actually making it seem as if he is the ruling factor, that they have to sign with Triple B. Now there's more. How could he sign with Triple B among the allegations that Alan Foster has made that he's actually been laundering $2.5 million from the brand, as well as what Alan Foster's allegations since he's now released his YouTube channel recently and has allegations that the reason why Alonzo is injured is because of due to poor nutrition, due to uh, uh, improper exercises, and having training on concrete for long hours. So these are the reasons that they're saying that why Alonzo's getting his injuries. But if this is true, wouldn't there be a series of injuries taking place right now for LaMelo? Now, since it's shady or genius, and a lot of this is speculation, and I, I go to ask you this. There was issues taking place in the Lakers training facility as well when they actually hired um, Kim Kardashian's trainer, Gunnar Peterson. So with these, uh, these things that was taking place in the Lakers organization, which we clearly saw because LeBron himself was sitting out due to an injury, as well as Lonzo was injury plagued during the time that Gunnar had taken over as the director of sports medicine. There. So, he is the trainer at the time that Lonzo was getting injured. Lonzo is saying, well, he had to keep on changing out shoes. Allen is saying that you can't blame the shoes, but you got to blame the fact that prior to then, it was LeVar that was causing this. Seems like there's a lot of fingers being pointed for Lonzo's injuries. This actually works out best for Gunnar Peterson because it takes a lot of fingers off of him. The only person that's high profile that was injured on his watch that you can actually say is LeBron James. So it makes it seem like it's one slip-up. We're going to go ahead and uh, develop that. I'm going to look into those uh, things as we develop with the Gunnar Peterson story. But right now with Lonzo Ball, Lonzo has been playing top-notch basketball. And he's also been playing in the Kobe ADs. 
I've not seen anything that I was seeing last season or the season before of the awkward running style or the little the little slow. Now, Alan Foster is saying that he's hot. Lonzo's hiding an ankle injury from the Pelicans. Here's what I'm saying. If that is true, even though Lonzo refuted the statement, he stated that he is not hiding an injury. He is perfectly fine, and he looks like he's playing perfectly fine. Fine. There's no uh, limping. There's no bad steps. Nothing of that that is taking place. But if he is hiding an injury, and now he's wearing the Kobe ADs by Nike, isn't that the greatest commercial ever for Nike? Even if you're injured, you wear our shoes, you're good. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. He sold me. <laughs> he sold me. If his ankle is so bad, and he running up and down, dropping dimes like that, throwing out of you, pulling up from the three, dunking, I might give you a pair of Kobe's. You know, I'm just saying. That's going to be the new thing. Somebody get their ankle broken. Like, oh, get him some Kobe's. <laughs> that is that is absolutely amazing. So, with all of this going on right now, it is safe to say that the BBB brand is being completely destroyed. Before, when when uh, Lonzo said it was demolished, there was others saying that it could it could be saved. When they brought in new members and they couldn't, they got Leangelo on board to get a shoe, but they couldn't get. LaMelo on board to make it definite with LaMelo. Once again, they said that it was demolished. Now, clearly, among all of these allegations of $2.5 million in laundering, the overtraining, the bad diets, the uh, hiding of an injury, uh, Alan Foster starting a YouTube channel, with all of this... The best thing that Lonzo and LaMelo need to do at this time is publicly separate from LeVar. They need to quiet the noise a little bit. He, LaMelo wants to focus on basketball. Lonzo's trying to focus on basketball as well as focus on building something better for themselves. The Triple B brand is not something that you could say you could demolish if you wanted to. You can, but you don't have to. You could put it on the back burner. You could sit there, allow them to get those contracts with Nike. Allow them to build a bigger brand than what they currently are. And now, once they build a bigger brand, Nike will be forced to say, you know what? We have to get into the ball industry. Pun intended. Anyway, we'd have to get into the ball industry. And then you release the Triple B shoe under Nike. Jordan did, and now Jordan has its own company under Nike. It's, it's not saying that you have to follow the exact same format, but obviously the format that you currently is following is not working. Maybe it's just like the shoes, and the whole thing is starting to fall apart. Well, with that being said, I want to go ahead and take a quick break because when I come back, I'm going to have my last segment. It's going to be one of my favorite segments. And all you sneakerheads, get ready. This segment is going to be popping. It's going to be Let's Kick It right here on Paul Court. I'll see you. Stick around. 
Welcome back to Ball Court. And I'm glad that you've been sticking around with me this whole time. And as we talk about basketball and the world of basketball, we go from head to toe. So that's where we're at now. Where we're at, let's kick it. Let's kick it, come on. Let's kick it, yeah. I got some four hot bangers today. I'm talking four shoes that is made for on the court or off the court. Mainly off the court. But because some of them, I don't know if I'll rock it on the court because they look too hot. And if somebody step on them, you know, then I'm going to get tussled up it. Now I got to take off my shoes and play. So I'm going to keep those on the court. Off the court, I mean. I'm sorry. So first, it's going to be the New Balance Omnis. Yes. Kawhi Leonard's signature shoe is out there. And actually, the first colorway, I was a little iffy. Second colorway, even though it was white with the gold trim, I... I could have fallen in love with it. But when I saw these, these hot pink with the black, oh, I shivered. I, I thought to myself, I was like, now this is a basketball shoe. Look at, the, look at the way the curve is on it. Look at the way it contours to your feet. This is a, definitely a good shoe. And I can see why Kawhi went with this design. It fits his style of play. It's an all-purpose shoe. You can move back and forth. You can run. You can jump with it. This is a good one. I like it. That's, now, out of all of them, I'm going to tell you that's the only one I would solely keep to the basketball court. I would not wear that one out. That's not something that I just rock out there right there. That, but that would be a great shoe with any uniform. Something that's going to really pop. But here's one that I'm talking about now that you can wear on the court or off the court, is the Adidas D-Rose 10 South Beach. They are out now. And when I mean the South Beach, I mean those South Beach beautiful colors. You know the teal and that faint uh, pastel pink make you feel like you're in Miami Vice? All my younger listeners and viewers, please go to your parents or Google Miami Vice. And I'm not talking about the, the recent one with Jamie Foxx. I'm talking about... Miami Vice. I'm with Cracking and Tubbs back in the 80s researching. But anyway, that's the colors that I like on there. It is popping. The only thing that I thought would make it better if I got the old Derrick Rose shoes, the Adidas one, in those same colors. Adidas felt the same way. So October 24th, they will be re-releasing the Derrick Rose 4 South Beach. Yes, that is going to be the next shoe. The Derrick Rose 4 is coming back out again in South Beach, and that means it's going to have that pink on the heel with the teal all over. With the stripes that match when you hold the heels up, it is absolutely fire. I think that was his best shoe, one of the most comfortable playing shoes and one of the best-looking shoes that Derrick Rose came out with. I'm really excited about that one coming out. And, of course, we have the Nike Kyrie 5s. And that is going to be in the Orion's Belt edition. This is yeah, you thought I was gonna say another SpongeBob character. No. Actually, the Orion Belt, I find it to be one of the best ones. Cause this one is from their uh from the the Pyramids of Giza uh collection that they have. And the Orion Belt is on the Kyrie 5 is absolutely fabulous. Got the beautiful yellow at the top. And then you have the blue going into three different colors on it. That is something that I think is 
probably one of his best collections. I'm liking the pyramid collection, liking the fact that Kyrie's getting back to his roots. It's not like a yacht party or nothing. There we go. Keep it going, Kyrie. <laughs> Those are, these are going to be the sneakers from Let's Kick It for right now. But we got some more sneakers coming out. Dame is going to be dropping a Dame 6 coming up soon. And we got, of course, you know that uh, Kuzma's been signed with Puma. We got to wait to see what Kuzma's shoe's going to be. One last sneaker tale that I got to tell you, because this was something that I know has been weighing heavy on a lot of people's chest. Uh, Clay Thompson's KT's by Ling Ning is being released in China this week. Yes, they will release his shoe in China, so people will be able to purchase his shoe there. I'm not saying that the Chinese NBA rift is over, but they will be releasing Clay Thompson's shoe. So go out there, go ahead and cop it, grab it. I know all of y'all have probably out in China that got the uh, the LeBron 17s with the currency edition. It has not been released in the states yet. It's been released in China about a week ago, but we're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that, you know, quiet. When it's coming out to the States, I promise you, I will do a special Let's Kick It on that one. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week, listening to me here, joining Coach Drew. I want to go ahead and give a special shout-out to CWN Sports, who does it big for me every single week. You can see them out there, you know, pushing my pushing the podcast on Facebook. So check us out on there with CWN Sports on Facebook. Or on Instagram at CWN Sports. You can check us out directly at the website. You can get all my shows, as well as AZ shows, as well as you got the, um, uh, my, this is one of my favorite shows, The Blitz. You got that one out there. You got to check that out. They are funny. They are funny. So I want to thank each and every person listening. Join us. Join the movement with CWN Sports at Ball Court World on Instagram, and check us out at Ball Court on Facebook. This has been another episode of Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. I will see you next week. Keep shooting. Keep dribbling. Keep playing ball.